Compliance, the final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of trekking through compliance. His mission: to explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Episode fifty-one. By any other name. In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we consider the episode By Any Other Name, which aired on February 23, 1968, and occurred on Stardate 4657.5. Story synopsis. After a landing party beams down to investigate a distress call, they are initially find no life form readings. However, they two perfect human life forms register and put in an appearance. They thank Kirk for responding so quickly to their distress call and demand that Kirk surrender to the Enterprise. Before Kirk can take any action, they press buttons on their belt, which paralyze the landing party. Turns out the commander, Rojan, and his, companion, his companions, Tomar, Hanar, Drea, and Kalinda, are members of the Kelvin Empire from the Andromeda galaxy. They are members of a scouting party sent to search for a new planet, since their olden will become unlivable within 10 millennia due to high radiation levels. However, the Kelvin ship was destroyed by an energy field at the edge of the Milky Way galaxy. The Kelvins were able to use a shuttlecraft to reach their current planet, but need a new ship to return to Kelvin. They also plan to modify the ship's engines to allow intergalactic travel so that the trip will be made within 300 years. When Rojan explains this to Kirk on the planet's surface, other Kelvins take over the Enterprise. When imprisoned behind bars similar to Debrinium, but denser, Lieutenant Shea advocates a forcible breakout. However, in an out-of-character move, Kirk suggests that Spock use a Vulcan mind melt probe on Kalinda, similar to as he had done with the guard on Armenia 8. Spock is violently thrown back by Kalinda's reaction, but when she enters the cell to investigate, Kirk knocks her out and attempts to escape. Unfortunately, Kirk and the escapees don't get very far, and the Kelvins reduce Shea and Yeoman Thompson to two of their gray hydrotheria, which purportedly contained their essences. Rojang crushes Thompson's polyhydrine as a warning to Kirk, but restores Shea to human form. From his mind probe, Spock reports that the Kelvins are actually immense beings with 100 limbs which resemble tentacles. Spock pretends to be ill by going into a self-induced Vulcan coma and is permitted to be beamed up with Scotty. On board, McCoy tells Nurse Chapel to prepare two seas of Stokaline. McCoy pretends that Spock will be fine in several hours and is only suffering from a flare-up of Brazilian cassava fever. Kalinda admires the plants on the planet's surface and compares them to a Kelvin Sashir, a rose by any other name according to Kirk. Spock and Kirk are beamed up to the ship and discover the Kelvin power source. Spock and Scott prepare to blow up the Enterprise when it passes through the negative energy barrier at the edge of the Milky Way galaxy. However, Kirk hopes to avoid destruction and so refuses to give the order. Actually, the Kelvins had discovered their plan and rendered it ineffective in any case. As soon as the Enterprise has passed the energy barrier, the Kelvins began reducing the crew one by one, with the exception of Kirk, Scott, McCoy, and Spock, to more gray polyhedra. While Tomar expresses a desire to sample the ship's food, Spock notes that since the Kelvins have taken human form, they seem to be indulging in sensory experiences which were heretofore unknown by them. Kirk suggests that this unfamiliarity 
with senses can be used to confuse the Kelvins, and Bone uses, Bones uses a stimulant formazine on Hanar to irritate him, telling him it is a vitamin shot. Kirk attempts to seduce Kalinda by kissing her, and Spock plays on Rojan's jealousy over the kissing incident. Scotty, in a hilarious scene, loads up Tomar on Saurian brandy, and when he runs out, resorts to his secret stash of Scotch whiskey. But Drea is unaccountably left unaffected. When Rojan tells Kalinda to stow away from Kirk and she refuses, Rojan loses his temper and threatens to neutralize the rest of the humans. As Scott is about to celebrate drinking Tomar literally under the table, he too keels over in a dead faint. Rojan becomes increasingly jealous and engages in a fist fight with Kirk over Kalinda. The Kelvins are dismayed by their very human responses and fearful that, because of taking human form, they have portrayed their own form and their own culture. They are therefore convinced by Kirk and Spock to work with the Federation to find a habitable planet within the Milky Way galaxy for their people, and Rojan returns control of the Enterprise to Kirk. So what's the fun fact from this episode? Well, the title is part of a quotation from Romeo and Juliet, Act 2, Scene 2, What's in a Name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Kirk recites it to Kalinda. It is often used to convey the idea that although you can change the name of something, its nature will remain the same. In this case, the Kelvins become human, and in doing so, they start behaving as humans. So what are the compliance and leadership takeaways from this episode? Well, the first one is, if you have a goal, uh, you need to keep your eye on that, but adapt. Here, the Kelvins were unable to uh, think through a way to adapt without uh, the intercession of Kirk and Spock. So... Uh, if you have a worthy goal, you can move towards that goal, but you need to be able to adapt. Uh, and in your compliance program, you adapt through ongoing monitoring, providing you with data, which allows you to make, make changes. So don't lose sight of your goal, but adapt. Two, as a chief compliance officer, you have to take care of yourself. I don't want to suggest that your body is a temple, although there are some that think that, but The bottom line is if you're a corporate officer and you're working long hours and you're frazzled to the bone, you're doing nobody any good by by so, doing so. So as a corporate officer, you need to figure out a way to take care of yourself, whether that's eating healthy, whether that's exercise, whether that's downtime, whether it's getting away from email, kind of it may be all of those things, but try and um, take care of yourself. And then finally, uh, in the last point, does your company have a EAP system, Employee Assistance Program? EAP systems are in place for people uh, with addiction issues, but a wide variety of other mental health issues as well. So do you have one within your organization, and how is it monitored? Join us tomorrow when we take up the episode, The Omega Glory. If you enjoyed this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, you can help it grow by sharing it with the biggest Trek fan you know. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.